Hello and welcome to Cinema Chat with David Heath. And uh, I am your humble host, David Heath. And I am here to do kind of a uh, kind of a shorter episode. This is going to be kind of a cleanup thing just to talk about oh some things on my mind uh, in regards to movies and and I just thought I'd go ahead and put a few thoughts together. And if you're uh, willing to listen, I I would be happy to oblige you. Uh, I uh, first wanted to talk about, well, let me go, go over a few things. Um, I want to talk about the movie Cry Macho with Clint Eastwood. Um, give, it, give you a little bit of my thoughts on, on that film. And my thoughts on streaming in general and movie streaming and... Um, and uh, eh, talk about a few other things. Talk about how the podcast is going, what direction we're heading, and uh, a few things, you know, just to cover. Uh, but uh, Cry Macho stars Clint Eastwood, 91-year-old Clint Eastwood. And uh, we have a situation here where um, he plays a guy that didn't, didn't really have it all together all of, all of his life. And he's been asked by his former boss that's bailed him out more than once uh, to uh, go go to Mexico uh, and fetch his son and of course there's some obstacles involved uh, the mom wasn't very willing to let the son go to the, to the to the states and go to Texas but uh, somehow the the boy and Clint Eastwood end up on the road heading toward Texas and, and to his dad. And uh, the movie really is all about that adventure. Um, it, it doesn't dwindle too much uh, in anything other than just uh, the, the trip and how a 90, well, we don't know how he's old he is and his character is, but, but we assume he's in, in around 90. But anyway, uh, we get to a situation where where the two are traveling up and yeah, up to Texas, and there's lots of pitfalls along the way, including meeting. Uh, well, first of all, meeting meeting mom, um, who was just not a nice person. And uh, by the way, the dad is played by Dwight Yoakam, um, the country country music star, and um, and he also um, Clint Eastwood meets. Um, a, a fairly young uh, widow, uh, and uh, she's played by Natalia uh, Traven, and um, it's a little confusing on how old uh, she is. I'm not sure. Uh, IMBD doesn't list her age. Can't find her age anywhere. Uh, but in the movie, she has granddaughters, so that you know somewhat qualifies her. But Anyway, um, I I think it's a very sweet film, and for people that want to say you know you know what's a ninety year old something ninety something year old uh, what do they have to do with somebody fifty something year old eh, you know eh, let two adults decide for themselves what's right and what what's right for them right that's how I feel uh, but. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, I've read commentary online. You know, he's too old and all this, and, and it, it's like, um, you know, yeah, I know some of it is is, is slightly far fetched, but he's Clint Eastwood. I mean, come on, 
The guy is, uh, he's as tough as they come. Uh, but uh, there is, uh, there's not a lot of action in Cry Macho. Uh, he does punch one person. And there's a little bit of chasing and this kind of thing. And a matter of fact, uh, there's a scene, uh, no, no spoilers, uh, but there is a scene where they get pulled over and, um, and it's priceless watching Clint Eastwood work that, that, that scene. It's pretty great. Uh, but overall, Cry Macho gets some mediocre reviews, uh, you know, and I, and I guess people just have a problem with the age of Clint Eastwood. Uh, but my talk take is I wanted to make more movies, make more movies, make at least five more, you know, keep going. What if the guy lives to see 110? What if he's walking around and, and everything's cool. As long as, as long as he doesn't, you know, fall down and break a hip or something. Hey, and then that guy, guy can keep making movies, um, keep directing them, keep making them, you know, keep starring in them. And, um, I'm all for it. Um, you know, I'm fairly biased, I, I, but I'm willing to admit there's a couple of Clint Eastwood movies that aren't that great. But, you know, and, and overall, you know, he's had a couple misfires. Uh, but the guy's a great director. And at some point, we'll talk about his top ten um, movies. Um, well, maybe we'll do the acting ones, but but we're going to do the top ten uh, direction, uh, directed films by uh, Clint Eastwood. Uh Glenn Kinney, our previous guest on on Cinema Chat, uh, he um, uh, is with RogerEaterEbert.com. He gave Cry Macho three and a half out of four stars. Um, and uh, I think it's a sweet film. I, I think it's, an, at times, a very fun film. Uh, it, it, you can make a case for saying that it is fairly slow-paced, but most Clint Eastwood movies are slow-paced, aren't they? But... Yeah, uh, uh, the other thing I want to talk about is, uh, well, then, um, well, first, let me just say, if you really like Clint Eastwood, then watch Cry Macho. If you um, never have liked any of his movies, you're probably not going to like this one either. But it does, it is a little sentimental, and it is sweet, and I and I think, uh, um, like The Mule, I, I rated The Mule very highly, and I thought The Mule was a fantastic movie, and um, not his best, but but I thought it was a fantastic movie. I thought it was a really, really good, solid movie, sentimental, uh, just in the right parts. And um, and Clint Eastwood knows how to play those sentimental parts um, better than a lot of people probably give him credit for. Uh, but but I wanted to talk about um, uh, the overall per, uh, situation with with this film and other films. Uh, the movie is available on HBO Max, and it came on the HBO Max at the same same exact day as it came to the movie theaters. You know, the pandemic has obviously screwed everything up. The coronavirus is is dictated to people how to live their lives, and they and um, you know, it's uh, movie theaters were closed for a very long time, and now they're reopened. Uh, people are still very scared to go to the movie theater for obvious reasons, uh, but. Um, I mean, but where's this heading? Uh, where's it? You know, where's it heading? I, I, I mean, uh, Cry Macho so far, as of this recording, um, has only put together ten million dollars in take, um, and with a thirty-one million dollar budget. Uh, now you also have to bear in mind that uh, that the um, 
Uh, fine. It's you know, it's hard really to gauge a, a film's take. I mean, if a Netflix movie comes out, Netflix doesn't tell us how how well a movie has done, um, and it's really kind of a shame. So movies like um, Cry Macho, um, a, a movie like uh, The Irishman from uh, from two years ago, which um, I thought was a fantastic movie. Um, it um, you know we don't know how well it did because. It came on Netflix, you know, right away, and when we and it's it's a little frustrating to not be able to gauge uh, films today uh, to as in comparison to what they did ten years ago. Well, I the movie theaters are open now, and I suspect that uh, people are going to start filing in a little bit more and a little bit more gradually as the days, months, and maybe even years go by. And we've got HBO Max, so we've got the Paramount, uh, we've got Netflix, we've uh, got, um, oh goodness, uh, uh, Canopy. Uh, there's, a, there's a long list of, uh, of Tubi, a uh, long list of, of streaming sites and, and, um, you know, where's all this heading? Are we, are, are we ever going to get back to the movie theater uh, is it going to be the same ever again? I, I mean, taking the coronavirus out of it, let's just say five years from now, uh, we uh, are back to normal with our lives. Uh, are we, are we going to go to back to the movies? Is that really going to happen? I hope so. I, I hope so. I mean, we've lost the small movie theaters for the most part. You know, we, you know, the neighborhood movie theaters, they're gone. I'd like to see them come back. Um, you know, I don't think that's going to happen, but... Um, I really would like to not lose the the theater experience. And, uh, you know, this uh, podcast is called Cinema Chat. And part of what we're doing here and what we try to do is uh, try to shine a light on, on things uh, sometimes from the past. And we talk a little bit about things from today, like Cry Macho. And, um, and we've reviewed a few, few more recent films. But we mostly try to talk about the older films and shine a light on them. And, and on the old days, we used to go to movie theaters and, you know, um, we go back, you know, on this show, I mean, if you listen to it enough, you know, we go back to the 1900s, the early 1900s, and we we talk about the, the, the early silent films. And, you know, they used to go to these little bitty, you know, theater rooms and, and watch, watch a, a movie. And it was a big deal to go do it. Uh, and, uh, and then, um, you know, eventually we got to all, somehow we got to Cineplexes and now we're uh, off to where people have a movie theater in their own little, little house. Um, you know, Hey, I, I've got a 52 inch TV in my room and boy, if you'd have told me I had a 52 inch screen TV in my room when I was grown, I would have told you, uh, 35 years ago that I would, I would be rich. <laughs> But, um, you know, it's, it's just kind of funny. But where are we heading with this? I mean, are we going to, uh, you know, are, are all these, are, all these, are, are there going to be more and more streaming uh, services uh, pop open? And then eventually, they, are they all going to, uh, are, are they all going to uh, fail or, or merge into a bigger one? You know, is, is are everybody going to merge into Netflix? Is everyone going to merge into Disney Plus? Yeah, you know, where's, where are they going to merge to? And, or are they going to stay, 
you know, as a stand, you know, standalone for a while, who knows where it's heading. Uh, but I think when we start seeing some trends, I think we'll know our answer. Uh, but I think once the, the, these streaming services start folding, um, you know, they'll start merging into other ones. And I think that's where we're, where, where we might be headed. However, uh, maybe not because I think that the streaming services are, are done on a pretty, pretty small budget I they think they just pay for the rights to the movies and they got a little technology involved and some IT people have to put things together but overall it's uh it's it's a, a fairly low budget thing to do anyway it'll be very interesting to, to find out I'd curious to find out everybody else's thoughts um you know I'd like to know but um, anyway, other things, uh, you know what, um, when this thing posts, uh, in a, a couple weeks, uh, from now, from where I'm, I'm recording it on October the 6th, and, uh, it will, I'll probably post a couple weeks from now, and, and, uh, when this does post, um, uh, we're gonna be a month closer to the new Ghostbusters movie coming out, won't that be fun, um, and, but apparently, uh, apparently, most of the most of the guys from the from the uh, original are going to be in it. Um, you know, Bill Murray is in, and um, uh, Dan Aykroyd has been begging to do the project for a really long time. Uh, so um, Annie Potts is going to be in. Well, of course, Ernie Hudson's going to be in. Um, I, I'm, I'm reading where Rick Moranis is not in. I've read other articles where say he is in, uh, but I don't think he's in. He's not listening on MBD. Um, let's all hope for some sort of, uh, of a surprise, you know, with Rick Moranis. That'd be kind of fun, uh, to see. And I think Sigourney Reaver is going to be in it too. Um, you know, and, and, uh, Paul Rudd is going to be in it. Uh, Paul Rudd would have been, um, 15-ish when the movie was made originally, the first one. Um, and then, um, you know, of course, the movie's going to ignore uh, the 2016 uh, Ghostbusters film. That travesty, uh, that movie was just absolute trash, in my opinion. Uh, I wanted to like it, but I just couldn't like it. Couldn't like it. And I don't understand, and I hope that this new movie doesn't do the same, make the same mistake. Um it's going to be directed by Jason Reitman, Ivan Reitman's son, who directed the first Ghostbusters. Uh, but I hope this movie doesn't make the same mistake of, you know, putting the guys together, putting the guys in scenes uh, separately instead of a scene with, you know, together. Because that, that's where the magic happens. You know, we need to see them together. And that's what I really would like to see. Uh, but anyway, I'm really looking forward to seeing that. And I, and I'm, I'll, uh, I'll probably have a little review for that too. Um, been looking forward to, um, to, to seeing that. Okay. So, uh, we have had a lot of fun, um, uh, this last, uh, uh, three years plus doing the podcast. Um, it's been pretty crazy. And, uh, we are now on most of the major platforms, um, you know, Spotify, uh, and, uh, Stitcher and, and several others, but, uh, but, uh, hey, if you can, you know, Audible, if you can do a review, 
um, you know, of, of the podcast. I know I've got some regular listeners. I know that I do. Um, and um, I look at the stats and I see a couple people from the same cities over and over again listening to to the to the podcast and and I have somebody from Japan that listens um regularly and I'm I'm going wow that's pretty great but uh you know we've had so a lot of really really good guests and um uh, and we're going to we're going to have uh, our 200th episode soon and I'm going to uh celebrate all of our previous guests and some of our previous shows um uh, but uh, just to uh kind of give you an idea um, uh, the, the, my, I'm going to give you my top five shows now, and that's not, this isn't my favorite five necessarily, but this is the, my top five shows, um, as far as how many downloads there have been. And, um, it was really interesting. Um, you know, number one is American Graffiti, which we recorded a couple of years ago. And, uh, we talked about that and we, uh, did, uh, number two, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. That one didn't surprise me that much. And uh, number three is uh, Once Upon a Time in, in the West. And uh, number four was King Kong. And number five was Young Frankenstein. And uh, uh, so um, just if anybody was curious, I don't know that anybody would be. But but um, well, let me give you an idea of what's coming up. Uh, we're we're going to be we've been doing an ongoing series uh, on Disney. And if you're wondering what's been going on. You know, is basically we're just trying to chronicle the entire uh, Disney um, existence, and and uh, we are up to the '80s, which was somewhat of a dark time. And uh, there's a lot of movies uh, made from 1980 to '85 that Disney uh, probably regretted, and um, some of them they tried to be a little hip, or and that's maybe not the right word, more adult oriented, and they kind of missed the boat a little bit, uh, but. Uh, but I had, I had a lot of fun, and we we we, we do have a conversation that I will be posting with uh, the director of the film Midnight Madness from 1980, uh, which was a Disney film, which Disney actually didn't even put it, its own name on the film uh, and the credits initially. But uh, but we did talk to the director, and it's going to be a fun conversation, and I'm looking forward to posting it so people can listen to it. Uh, but um, I'm still working on the on the episode in general. Uh, so, uh, uh, you know, it's going to be a few more, few more weeks for that. Uh, when, um, we've also got a conversation with Carrie Specht. Uh, we always like it when Carrie Specht comes on the program and we talk with her about, uh, uh, about Sherlock Jr. And she, of course, appeared with Ben Mankiewicz on TCM and talked about that film. And uh, eventually we're going to get around to talking to, to April VBA again, and um, uh, and uh, and I've got a TCM personality that myself that I'm working on, and so hopefully that will take place. Um, and uh, if so, um, looking forward to that. Uh, well, anyway, uh, well that's all I've got for today. Um, I really appreciate everybody listening to the program. Uh, my name is David Heath, and you've been listening to Cinema Chat with David Heath. And we've just been talking a little bit about the show and where we're heading, what, uh, what, where we've been, that kind of thing. But anyway, I'm so glad to have all the listeners. I'm glad everybody's um, listening to the show uh, right now. And uh, we've got a lot of shows coming up that's going to be great. 
And I, I hope everybody uh, gets a chance to hear as much as they can. Uh, well, this is a David Heath, and this is Cinema Chat with David Heath. And thank you very much.